Welcome to TribCast, the flagship podcast for the Lacrosse Tribune. I am Scott Rada, digital news editor of the Tribune. We're joined today to talk about a new program. We're joined by John Norlin, who is co-founder of Character Strong, and Patrick Clemens, who is the executive director of Character Lives. Also joining us today is the Tribune's education reporter, Kyle Ferris. Good morning to you all. Great to be here. Um, Today you're announcing a a brand new program here in the lacrosse community around your uh, character programming, but this is not the first time people here have heard about this. Maybe you can take us back a little bit to how uh, this kind of of brewed up in the lacrosse community and how uh, uh, this became on your radar. Yeah, about three years ago, Dave Skogan called uh, Marvin Wanders, Mr. Lown, and myself and said, I want to start a leadership academy here in Alaska. And his thought was to bring uh, leadership, an academy, for like the Health Science Academy, to the Alaska lacrosse home and region. Uh, but what we discovered was is that that busing the students into that facility is not cost prohibitive. What the three superintendents, Randy uh, Nelson, Fran Finko, and Christine Mueller said is... And that's lacrosse on Alaska. On home and said, why don't we get a curriculum that we can teach in our own facilities? And so Dave uh, reached out to Jim Hunter, servant leadership guru, and said, what do you know? And he said, there's this guy out in Seattle by the name of John Norland. Take a look at him. So we called him up, and it was uh, we just heard some of the stuff that he was doing. And after we got talking to him, we understood that this guy was the real deal, that his curriculum that he built over multiple years was something that could easily translate into the high schools and teach character at the high school level and help us infuse this culture of servant leadership in the in the local area. So, John, you're out in the Seattle area. You're a teacher. What grade? Yes, I taught high school for 10 years. And, and you saw something that was maybe uh, not being met on the basic curriculum, and it sounds like you uh, took and created it yourself. Yeah, I mean, with uh, many um, people as supporters, it wasn't uh, just me, but I, I think a lot of the seeds that were planted and initially started were doing that work actually in the classroom for a decade at a high school where we really saw not only what it was doing for the individual students, but what it was doing for the greater school community, and then what it uh, started to do, which was spread across our entire state and then beyond. Uh, And I think it really came uh, right before a huge wave that we now have seen around uh, the need to focus on the whole child that it's not enough to just focus on uh, the academic side, but there are social-emotional needs, character development needs that we know is critically important to our students' future. And now the nation is starting to pay attention to that because of such an increase in uh, knowing more than we've ever known around behavioral psychology, all the different things that are part of that emotional intelligence side of the whole child. Now, when most of our listeners, you know, are thinking back to their high school, and this wasn't something that was on most, if any, curriculums. Nope. You know, maybe talk a little bit about how you, you know, either back then in Washington or now as you travel around the country, some of the things you do to engage uh, students and, and really bring this as a, a top-of-mind issue. Yeah, I'm, I'll address that in maybe a couple of simple ways that could keep the conversation going uh, more, but I think one of the things is, you know, 30 years ago in education, we wouldn't really have this conversation. It was like, whose job is it to teach social emotional learning and or character development? And the automatic answer for most educators would be, that's not our job. That's the job of the home. 
And it's not that we're saying that that's not the job of the home. We, we want the home and every, but we know that it takes a village. We also know that the average family today, based on many studies, spends 30 minutes a day together. They spend like six, seven hours at school on any given day. And uh, talking with um, Tom Thibodeau recently from Verturbo here in the local community said, uh, out of that 30 minutes, if you really look at it, it's like 90 seconds of intentional connection. Hmm. So either way, that's not enough. And if we want what's best for all of our students, uh, then we would be paying attention to being more intentional with realizing that it takes a village uh, to teach these skills. And so some of the ways we do it is when you get into that secondary level of middle school and high school, it doesn't work to do some of the things we do at the elementary level, uh, which is things like role playing and different things. You get to middle school and you're in quotes done with that, right? You're too cool for that or whatever it might be. So we engage through something called character dares. And the idea behind that is we believe that students want to do good. They just don't always know what it looks like. So what if we gave them examples of what it looked like to put humility into action or selflessness into action? And you can do that through an inviting process of things called character dares. Great thing about a dare is you don't have to do it. It's a challenge, right, to consider. You may or may not do it, but sometimes the dare itself is just facing that character dare. It may not be that day or week that you do it, but that planted seed, it might be a month down the road or even months or even a year down the road before a moment happens where it then clicks and then you're more likely to do it because of being exposed to it. So we do that along with some many uh, community building type activities, things where you're actually getting to practice what the business community calls the soft skills, the actual relational skills that we could actually do that in a classroom. And we say right now that the soft skills are as relevant as they've ever been especially with the increase of technology. And what kind of feedback have you gotten from these students, uh, parents and teachers? I'm, I'm guessing they see a change. Yeah, it's interesting. Some people think that there might naturally be some pushback by parents. What I found, especially being in the classroom, this is an honest answer, I've had zero pushback. In the, when I was in the classroom in 10 years, I had zero pushback because usually this is what happens. If a parent is doing a really intentional job, Uh, what they usually tell you is thank you so much for having it come from another voice. Thank you for supporting what we're already trying to do. Uh, If if it's coming from a household where maybe there isn't as much intentionality in this area, a lot of times what I kept hearing at parent-teacher conferences were things like, my kid doesn't talk to me about anything related to school, but they're coming home every night and week and they're talking about what they're learning in this class. And I think the reason for that is because it's immediately relevant to students right now. Students don't always know, unless they're super passionate about it, why maybe math, science, or whatever it is is relevant right now. We know the thinking skills that they're learning in those classes are hugely important. But they know that the work around social-emotional learning, the relational work, is important because it drives their life right now, everything that is a part of it. So uh, that's usually been the responses for teachers. That's the hard part. It's really uh, reminding them of why they do what they do because it can very easily come across as this is one more thing on our plate. At Character Strong, we're a huge um, believer in. Uh, we need to come back to why we went into teaching in the first place and understand that this is the plate. And if we don't develop the plate, which is that social-emotional learning, that character development side, then what's going to happen is we're going to keep piling things on broken plates. And not just the broken plates of our students, but also the broken plates of our staff who are trying to deal with a lot. And I think that goes to understanding that this work is not just for young kids. This work is for all people, including the adults. So, Patrick, you hear these things John's talking about and has talked about for a while now, and and you thought pretty quickly this is exactly what you're wanting to do in La Crosse area schools. 
can you talk a little bit about how that rolled out and some of the things that have happened? I know Kyle visited your one of the classes at Onalaska High School and wrote a story about it for the Tribune. So maybe you can just talk a little bit about how this all rolled out here in this area. Yeah, our first uh, we first started this thing with Dave in the three school districts, like I said, but it went viral, if you will use that uh, term, uh, throughout the CESA 4 district, which is 26 schools. Every one of the superintendents says, we need this, we need this right now. So it went from three schools to 26 schools. And now we, we ask the question, how do we train? How do we get the training into the schools? So for the first three years, this organization, Character Lives, has been focusing on getting the training into the teachers and teaching them how to be intentional and, uh, and giving them the skills to be a better teacher, to be a better mom and dad. Uh, and so we did this, and we've now trained almost 1,500 educators in this CESA 4 region, uh, including some teachers from Milwaukee who came in. And that's not just high school and middle school. That's It's, it's teachers across the, the entire spectrum, elementary, middle school, and high school. And what we've seen is, is in the reoccurring theme that comes out of the trainings that we're doing is the teachers walk up to us and say, I, I remember why I got into teaching again. It's about the kids. I have influence. I can walk into this class and I can influence these kids to make them better people, better servant leaders, better employees, uh, and better across the, the board. But that was the one thing is the reoccurring theme, the thank you notes that we get, and I can show you some of those that are just phenomenal, they make you, make you cry, is that they they now understand that it's not about just the teaching, it's the whole student. It's about changing the culture of the school spirit. I mean, when you think about school spirit, what do you think? Pep rallies, right? Yeah, Five, ten the, minutes. The football team's going yeah, right. to state. Yeah. Right. So you, and how many people actually wear the school colors are involved in this pep rallies when you have the gym full? Maybe 10%? We're after something different here. School spirit is the, the children, the students, the, the administrators, the janitors across the board walk into that, the, that building and go, this is my place. I want to belong here. And that's the school spirit that we're now chasing and, and creating across the entire spectrum. So it's just a, it's a culture change, but it's teaching people to have a habit of kindness. We give the students uh, the ability to do that, but we also are educating the, the teachers to have the tool set to uh, teach. How do you teach patience? How do you teach respect? How do you teach commitment? If you think about it, think about going to a gym. Um, you don't start out with a 50-pound weight curling. You start out with a 5-pound weight. So that's what the curriculum is based on, and it really connects with the kids. You start small, and you practice, and you practice, and you practice, and you practice until you can, you pull out that 50-pound weight. Yeah, I think the experience, too, across the country is it's not that people don't want to do it. Like, I believe deep down people, educators, you come in, they want to do it. It's just usually more of a question of how do we do it, and how do we do it more effectively within the system that we have. Um, and so I think those tools... Uh, are a big part of it is do we actually have tools that they can use to keep moving forward so it's not just someone came in and gave a speech or we did a one-day training and it was a one-off and everybody goes back to the way they were because we're talking character today so let's talk habits well how do how do you measure success that's the buzzword in education today is you know testing and all sorts of things how do you uh, measure success in kindness yeah, it's interesting. I mean, one, you could go way deeper on that one if you wanted early on and say, like, as we look at our country, our communities in the next 10, 15, 20 years, let's look at how we measure that in terms of the health of our communities. But uh, the way that schools measure it right now is usually one of a few things. One, there is a, a correlation to when we do this work really, really well, it should impact your big what we call the ABC data, attendance, behavior and coursework. And it's the long game. It's not the quick Band-Aid fix game. Um, It's taking care of the foundation so that those big things we're measuring should have impact. 
But usually the way that people measure this is through um, uh, perception-type surveys of uh, students measuring their uh, sense of self-efficacy, um, their view on growth mindset, whether they feel like they can become more, for example, fill in the blank, can they become more kind or committed or whatever it might be, and do teachers see that same thing? So it's usually through more perception surveys because it is a hard thing to measure. But you can measure it in terms of do our discipline referrals go down because there's more of a collective community of kindness that is happening um, and not because we did some interventions with a certain group of students, but we went community-wide, school-wide, where everybody's being exposed to this. And usually the way I frame it is, um, if you think who needs this work, one of the questions that Dr. Clayton Cook, who we work with out of the University of Minnesota, uh, regularly says, raise your hand if you know an adult in your life who struggles to uh, manage emotions, say like anger. And if you ask a group of people in a room, every hand's eventually going to go up. Uh, raise your hand if you know an adult in your life who has the basic competencies of school down, reading, writing, arithmetic, but they struggle to maintain positive relationships. Every hand goes up in the room. Who needs this work? Everybody. And what we know is the most successful people, and this is based on many longitudinal studies, have strong social-emotional skills. That social-emotional skills is the highest indicator of success long-term for not just students, but people in general. So I would imagine that might be why you're taking this program in the lacrosse area and not just focusing it on students in kindergarten through 12th grade, but as the community as a whole. The phrase that jumped out at me was building a habit of kindness. And you're introducing today a program here in lacrosse that hopes to build on that habit of kindness and make it a community-wide uh, conscious raising. And we're going to do that over the next six weeks. What we're going to do is launch our, our project character campaign, and we're going to put it in front of the students. We're going to put it in front of the community. So we're going to ask questions every week through a character dare on kindness, on respect. We're going to put it out there, and we're going to challenge people to do things outside the norm. Create the habit. And these aren't Herculean tasks, no. you're asking. No, hold the Simple, door Simple, but not easy. Yeah. Or everybody would do it. That's yeah. what we always like to say. You hear it and you're like, yep, I get it. Did you do it? Well, why not? Well, I got busy. Or I was stressed. Or I had a lot going on, right? So it, simple but not easy. But what we always like to frame it is, what if an entire community put a focus on these little things? What would happen to the big things, like the greater community? Well, they would start to take care of themselves. As you mentioned, there'll be this rolling out for the next uh, six weeks. Um, but today we're rolling out the first uh, character dare, and that is? It's going to be kindness. How do, you, how do you do kindness? How do you represent kindness? How do you model kindness? And I do this with my kids. Hold the door open for someone, but stop and watch what happens. Because I'll tell you, nine times out of ten, that person will hold the door for the person behind them. And you'll see a smile. You'll see a thank you and a smile. It's those small things. Think of a rock that's thrown into a, a lake, Lake Onalaska, completely still. It's, uh, it's only going to, you throw the rock, and what's going to happen to the water? You're going to have one ripple? No. It's going to continue to ripple throughout. In fact, it's going to continue to ripple out to where you don't think there's any more ripples. But in theory, in the truth, that water has been disturbed, and those are being that water is being interacting. What you're going to see here in La Crosse, what we're hoping for is small acts of intentional kindness will create more intentional kindness. And we're going to, we're going to challenge you. We're going to dare you. We're going to ask you to uh, send a text to 31996 and just type in, we dare you. And then every week you're going to get the character dare. 
And then you have the chance of walking and talking the dare and also talking to your kids about it. I, I ask my son every night, what did you do for someone else today? And now you guess what? It's a habit. It's a little bit tricky because now he's, before I even get the word out, he's asking me. <laughs> but it makes me intentional. I have to come every night at the table and tell him what I've done for someone else. But it's back at him. He tells me what he's done. Think about that on a community level. Yeah, what's great about too, and you think about as simple a dare as hold the door, like each time you pass through a door in the next 24 hours or the next week, instead of just walking through it, stop just for even a brief second to see if someone's coming behind you. How many doors do we pass through in a given day and or week? There's lots. So it's taking something simple that we all do um, and then uh, intentionally asking ourselves to think of others. And in a day and age where everything is moving so quickly, and it can so easily become all about me and what do I got to do next and everybody's just in my way. What if we just did that individually? What would happen to my character? Well, one, I'd start becoming more aware of the people around me. Two, what would happen if even a community did that for one week? What if you had half of the community that was just doing that simple act? Things would change. The collective community would strengthen even in those little acts because people would have their heads up. They'd be paying attention to each other a little bit more, which is kindness in action. So that's what that, that's what's beautiful about these simple yet not easy dares. Now, Kyle, I know you spent some time uh, hearing this presentation, I think, earlier this year in Onalaska. What type of things stuck with you from that that you remember the kids talking about or, uh, mm-hmm. or, uh, or asking about? Well, the first thing that jumped out was how they started class. Um, this was in September, uh, Onalaska High School room. Um, and the teacher asked, if anyone hasn't done their homework, uh, just raise your hand. And um, the students actually did. They were open and honest about it um, because, you know, it, it wasn't meant to shame them or say, you know, look who didn't you know, do their work for the day. But, you know, to, to come from a place of honesty and being able to recognize, you know, why weren't you able to do it? Were, were there barriers? Was it, you know, you just didn't feel like it? And then how, how do you kind of work around those uh, the next time, the, the character dares were another thing that stood out. Um, in, in the end of the class, they were given, each student was given like three suckers, and um, they were supposed to hand them out. I, I ended up getting a sucker from a student I interviewed. They also had to, you know, hold doors open for people. That was another thing, go out in the hallways. And then when the bell rang at the end of the class, no one wanted to be the first to leave the room. They were <laughs> holding the door, and um, so that was, that was kind of cool to see, but... Um, I, I talked to one student who said, and this was maybe this was in September, maybe three week, three weeks into the school year in the class, and one student said that um, he, he already noticed that he was more likely to step up in sports and kind of be a vocal leader. He was more likely to help out around the house, uh, more likely to sit with the unpopular kid or the new kid during lunch. So um, even kind of that early in the game, um, some students felt him making at least kind of a, the start of an impact. Yeah, it's interesting when you think about um, the idea here. When Patrick said he, you know, asks his son each night, "What did you do for others today?" You know, where that even idea came from, and we've talked about it here each time that we've come and led a training with now, you know, over one thousand educators in the area, which is a lot. That is a commitment. Um, is that there was actually a speaker in California that was in front of five thousand high school age students, and he asked that question: How many of you have had a parent, guardian, in fact, anybody in your life? At the end of a day, at any point in the last month, they asked you the question, what did you do for others today? Even if it wasn't those exact words, but they asked you that question. And out of 5,000, not one high school student raised their hand, which is a total 
like example of today's day and age. Because our students, our young people, even just people in general, are bombarded with the message that it is all about me and everybody's just in my way. So having little practical things that they can practice where they're starting to think of others is a bigger deal than might at first come across. What if we all were focused a little bit more on those little things each day of others and not just myself? Knowing, though, that self-care and those other pieces are incredibly important. But I think a lot of times what's missing is the others focused. Well, if, if later on today anybody asks either of you to what you've done to help others, you can uh, let them know that you, uh, in a, in a, uh, throughout the day, are letting people know about this program, not only on this podcast, but at some community events uh, later on uh, today. And you're hoping to hear loud and clear from this community that this is important through text and social media and other ways. Is that right? Yeah, social media. Got social a couple media. channels. Yeah, we'd like to go out to hashtag project character. That's one of ours. Again, we, we challenge you. I dare you to go out and to text to 31996. That's the number 31996. Text, we dare you. And no spaces. No spaces. And every week we're going to send you a dare. And then it's going to become intentional. It's a choice. And that's what we're trying to do. We believe that we can change people, this whole region, by just simple, like John says, simple, but but not easy. easy. Yeah. Uh, but simple things can change it. And imagine just, if you will, just your workspace. Just imagine if you, as a workplace in your environment, took that dare and you took it on in your workplace. And now take it to your families. But this thing can change, as John says. It's, it's simple, but not easy. But we can have a ripple effect across this entire region. Yeah, so on social media, Character Lives is on Facebook and Instagram. That'd be a great spot to find uh, Character Lives. And I think just if anybody's listening in this local community, you know, Character Strong, our organization is all over the country, and I have not seen anything like this in western Wisconsin where a group of community leaders has come together. Uh, and it makes sense when you think about many of the different servant leaders you have in your community. You've got a uh, Viterbo University with a servant leadership master's degree. And I know Tom Thibodeau has been a huge part of that. And he'll be at the event today uh, that we're hosting. Um, and you have many of your local community leaders that have gone through that program. No wonder it is happening here. Uh, but I think that kind of commitment and energy, uh, this is a great opportunity for people to come together and improve uh, the community through those little acts of kindness each day. Well, we thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule and sharing uh, this message with our community, and, and we hope it resonates. Well, we appreciate you uh, letting us come in and, and spread this and uh, start this, this movement here in La Crosse and throughout the entire region. Thanks for having us.